0: A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked, and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Get in the long
1: along with a bunch of demons. Do we believe that human beings
0: are demons? No, I
1: do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am
2: what it says I am. <laughs> It's, there's probably a, a balance between, I believe, you have to know Christ, but I think, no. Well, he is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven.
1: <laughs> My mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For so those who are God by faith in his son. <laughs> right. Two Corinthians 317.
2: That's the whole Victory in the name which is above every name. No exception for rape or
1: incest. Uh, it's an extreme. Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now. Only pathetic benevolence Who claims they heal without a shred of medical evidence They in the public eye Luke warmer in kitchens On live television Saying Mormons are Christians I'm not throwing stones I'm simply shouting the truth So if you never knew going to heaven and you know you ain't got no sin in your life, it's a good
0: time to die. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Master's Dog, episode 103. I'm your host, Norm, The Master's Dog Dunham, aka The Evangelical Norm. So The Master's Dog is a podcast dealing with false doctrine, false teachers, false gospels, and so on. It started with me responding to the Saints Unscripted segment of their podcast called Faith and Beliefs. They started talking about the uh, Mormon Articles of Faith, the LDS Articles of Faith, and I wanted to respond to show how those did not line up with Orthodox Biblical Christianity. And then they continued on after the 13 Articles of Faith, so I said, I'll just respond to every one of these. A lot of them became just kind of, eh, not really that big of a deal. I didn't wasn't something that I really thought that needed to be responded to. But because of my commitment, I did respond. So later on, I decided I wanted to expand outside of what the Mormons were doing and deal with all kinds of false teachers. So it changed from faith and beliefs refuted to the master's dog based on the Calvin quote at the beginning of the introduction video. So that's how the master's dog came to be. That is what I do here, just dealing with false teachers and false doctrine. Uh, still mainly the nuts and bolts of the, of the podcast is dealing with Saints Unscripted and responding to the Faith belief segment of that podcast, which by the way is the only scripted portion of their podcast, uh, interestingly enough. So today we are back to that. We are going to be dealing with responding to uh, Faith and Beliefs, on whether or not in the last few weeks have been about the the theories and if joseph smith was actually capable of creating the book of mormon and or if it had to be divinely inspired and i think a lot of the arguments are weak to say that he could not have and today's argument is just as weak but we're going to get into it, and we'll we'll deal with it as we go, as usual. So today, David is going to talk to us about Joseph Smith's education, and whether or not he was educated, and uh, so on. So we've talked about this, we've dealt with this multiple times on multiple episodes, but we're at it again, and my word is bond, commitment is commitment. So we're going to respond to uh, this episode as well, even though I think it... Has been sufficiently, this dead horse has been sufficiently beaten. But we continue on. Here's David.
2: Hey guys, so Joseph Smith claimed that the Book of Mormon was scripture translated by the gift and power of God. Of course, not everyone believed him, and in the last episode, we looked at how alternative theories about the origin of the Book of Mormon.
0: Okay, well, I'm just again, we're not even out of the introduction. I want to address the issue of how they show, I keep meaning to bring a hat in here so I can show what the the actual documentation, historical accounts say that Joseph Smith did this thing. And so the picture that they show, I'm looking around to see if I have a hat in the room, and of course I don't. So the... The picture that they show have him, has him sitting back with a hat down below him and he's kind of shielding the hat and so on. No, literally the way that everybody describe him doing this is literally face in hat. Hat up here, not holding it, looking in the hat, rock in the hat, and words are appearing on the rock. So this is how it... So don't let the, the, the depiction that they're giving you fool you. This is not the way that Joseph supposedly did it, but
2: have changed over time. We talked about how the prevailing naturalistic theory today is that the book of Mormon is a product of Joseph's own intellect. The challenge with this.
0: No, that is an inaccurate statement. I don't know that anybody would say it is a product of Joseph Smith's intellect. And that is where they twist it. It is an, it is a, product of joseph smith's imagination which is far different than intellect they're going to go after joseph smith's intellect it doesn't matter the intellect the level of education or anything i mean we could stop the episode right now just based upon this statement there are tons of people and we're going to get to it at the end but there are a lot of people who were not educated formally or otherwise, that have phenomenal imagination and able to create amazing things. This theory is that the Book of
2: Mormon is intricate and complex, and it raises the question, is it
0: realistic to believe... How intricate and complex really is it? I and mean, Again, I mean, these are just statements that... Don't really bear weight. If anybody has read the Book of Mormon, it's like any other novel. I mean, there's some interesting nuance to it and some interesting storytelling. But I don't know how complex it is. I mean, yeah, they pull out things like chiasmus and blah, 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 hebraisms and and so on. Any of these can find their way into through... The imagination and just exposure to other books and writings uh, to be to put in there. So I don't know that I would not maintain that the the, the Book of Mormon is as complex, uh, complex and complicated, or whatever the terminology he just used uh, was. I don't know that it really was. I think it. I think the Book of Mormon is fairly simplistic guess that's my opinion. So
2: believe that Joseph Smith had the brains to put all of this together. Just how educated.
0: Okay. Again, the brains read intellect, intelligence, you know, what they're saying, education, none of that's necessary. Did he have the imagination to do this? That's the real question has nothing to do with intellect or intelligence. Did Joseph Smith have the imagination? I mean, I I would hate to be part of a religion where I have to consistently throw my, the main prophet under the bus to prove that he did what we claim that he did rather than go, well, he's probably more intelligent than you give him credit for, but highly, highly imaginative. We're not even out of the introduction yet.
2: It was he. Let's see what the historic record shows.
0: This could be a long
2: episode. So we're going to look at a few categories here. Formal education, non-formal education, and what Joseph's contemporaries said about his education. Joseph definitely had some formal education, but there are also a lot of gaps in the historic record when Joseph perhaps could have attended school, but there's no actual evidence that he did. Non-Latter-day Saint scholar William Davis speculated that if you fill some of these gaps with schooling, interspersed between the ages of four and about 20, Joseph may have had seven years of formal education. That said, remember that seven years of schooling in the early 1800s would certainly not equate to a seventh grade education by modern standards.
0: I would actually posit that a seven years of education in Joseph's day would probably go beyond what are our, our basic seventh graders? I mean, we're, they're, they're far more advanced in science and um, maybe mathematics, I don't know. But as far as history, uh, reading, and I don't think our, our public school education of seventh graders would be even close to what uh, Joseph Smith and his contemporaries would have done in seven years of schooling. So I mean, I'm even just looking at at this, you know, talking about f- words like Xenophon, Xerxes, Xenocrates, and Zentipedy, xantippe, Xantippe, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know who else. I know Xerxes, right? Wretch, right? Wreath, wrangle, wriggle. Ask a seventh grader now what the word wretch means, right? And unless they're, uh, you know watch uh, frequent watchers of Todd Friel. They are likely not to know. So again, I do think that the, I mean, when you look at the early education in this, this country, the primers, the new England primer and things like that, that they had to do like third and fourth grade. I, I know high school. I know college graduates that don't have the same vocabulary an ability to uh, spell and learn the things that were in like a fourth grade New England primer back in the 1800s.
2: Additionally, there are reports suggesting that the Smith kids weren't big fans of going to school. Benjamin Pierce wrote that the Smith boys grew up without desire for education. None of them Smith boys ever went to school when they could get out of it. Pomeroy Tucker wrote that Joseph spent his time hunting and fishing and idly lounging around the stores and shops in the village instead of going to school like other boys. Scholar Brian Hales estimated that Joseph had about the modern equivalent of a third grade formal education, while Davis's estimate would probably put Joseph a couple of years beyond that. But naturally, the Smith family made at least some effort at non-formal instruction as well. Joseph Sr. even worked as a teacher for a few winters around the time Joseph was born. One neighbor of the Smiths recalled that for at least some period of time, they had school in their house and studied the Bible. That said, Joseph's mother, Lucy, noted that at 18, Joseph had never read the Bible through in his life and that he was less inclined to the study of books than any child we had. Pomeroy Tucker observed that Joseph read dime novels, but also... just.
0: And let's, I mean, it, this is anecdotal. So take it as that. I know a lot of kids that are very imaginative That are not interested in book learning, as Joseph Smith probably would have put it, but are far more intelligent than kids that are into book learning. I mean, just even this morning, doing homeschool with my daughter. I mean, she's four and she hates it. She does not want, because I think it's probably boring to her writing letters, but it's stuff that we have to do to get her to the point where she can have good penmanship, have memorized words to read and numbers and so on. So we have to do it because it bores her. It bored me when I was a kid. You know, I was moved up a grade because I was bored with my school because I was far more advanced than the kids around me and the things that we were doing, I wasn't interested in. But it doesn't mean that I wasn't interested in being educated and learning I was doing that in different ways, but the imagination was what was there. My daughter will tell you stories about and she'll she'll parap- she'll uh, you know qualify it as my grandpa in my imagination lives up in, in Alaska and he does and she will tell long drawn-out stories about the things that her her grandpa and her imagination because unfortunately all her grandpas have passed and she didn't get to meet any of them. but she tells these stories and she's not interested in formal education but it doesn't mean she's not interested in learning and i don't th- i think the same thing would apply obviously to joseph smith described him as
2: uneducated and ignorant joseph's brother william wrote that joseph was illiterate to some extent is admitted but that he was entirely unlettered is a mistake he wrote a plain intelligible hand in 1832, Joseph himself wrote that he and his siblings were deprived of the benefit of an education. Suffice it to say, I was merely instructed in reading, writing, and the ground rules of arithmetic, which constitu- constitute, come on, Joseph, my whole literary acquirements.
0: Okay, so all that was just put in there to give you the idea that Joseph could never have written the Book of Mormon. Because, I mean, here, look, we just, we just overcorrected one sentence. That he wrote in his diary or wherever it was we found and, and got this from. So how could he possibly? Joseph did not write it. He dictated it. Didn't have to write a single word. Not one bit of what would be considered the manuscript of the initial translated Book of Mormon was written in Joseph by Joseph Smith's hand. None of it. He had scribes, Oliver Cowdery, Martin Harris, Emma Smith, whoever else he had scribes did not write a word of it. All of it was dictated from his imagination while he sat there with his face in a hat. Get it.
1: Here, educate yourself.
2: But despite what formal or non-formal opportunities he may or may not have had What did Joseph's contemporaries actually observe about his level of intelligence? In 1831, Joseph's local newspaper published that his mental powers appear to be extremely limited and from the small opportunity he has had at school, he made little or no proficiency. Joseph's father-in-law, Isaac Hale, said his appearance at this time, in 1825, was that of a careless young man, not very well educated. Erasmus Turner remembered that for a time Joseph participated in a juvenile debating club, though he also described Joseph as lounging, idle, and possessed of less than ordinary intellect. Joseph's brother-in-law, Michael Morse, was asked in an interview whether Joseph was sufficiently intelligent and talented to compose and dictate of his own ability the matter written down by the scribes. To this, Mr. Morse replied with decided emphasis, No. He said he then was not at all learned. William W. Phelps wrote in a letter, Joseph Smith is a person of very limited abilities in common learning. Reverend John A. Clark wrote that Joe from a boy appeared dull and utterly destitute of genius. In an interview, Abel Chase said that the Smith family was poorly educated, ignorant, and superstitious. David Whitmer said, in his youth Joseph Smith was quite illiterate, knew nothing of grammar composition. In the first anti-Latter-day Saint book Mormonism Unveiled, E.D. Howe wrote that the common advantages of education were denied to our prophet or that they were much neglected, we believe to be a fact. As the list goes on and on, you start to see a pattern. Joseph was not a complete idiot, but whether friend or foe or even family, whether they believed in the Book of Mormon or not, the consensus among Joseph's contemporaries was that he was not the sharpest stick in the pile. Now, ask yourself, what skills and knowledge...
0: How's that feel to take the, the foundation of your religion and just throw them right under that bus? Check the oil while you're down there, Joe. Because, I mean, you cannot, you have to paint him in this light. But again, that doesn't change the fact. Look at the things. We know the things that his mother said. He was, in, he was imaginative, often entertaining the family with stories. You know, people, let, let's, let's get away from what they said about his intellect, David. I want to see what you have, what you can find, and show us about what his contemporaries said about his imagination. You know, I usually don't do a whole lot of this, but I'm going to. I'm going to go in, and I'm going to dig deep, and I'm going to look. And we'll see what we can find. About his contemporaries, because I know, I can't quote, you know, give you absolute book citation, but I know that I have have read where his mother talked about the fact that he was very imaginative, imaginative, often entertaining the family with stories. And he did this quite often. He was a grand storyteller. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that here in a minute. Let's let David finish up.
2: ...would be necessary to dictate a long, complex book like the Book of Mormon. And then ask yourself, does the record show that Joseph Again, it's not that long
0: and complex. It's not. I mean... I'm getting ahead of myself.
2: ...Smith had those skills. As scholar Brian Hales recently pointed out, there seems to be a substantial gap between the skill the Book of Mormon exhibits and the lack thereof on Joseph's part. The question is, what bridges this gap? How do we get this from this?
0: Imagination. I'm not
2: gonna tell you how to fill the gap. Fill it with whatever makes the most sense to you. Personally, I believe Joseph was telling the truth, that the Book of Mormon was translated by the gift and power of God, but you'll have to come to your own conclusions.
0: Once you've ruled out the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be true.
2: You may want to start by actually reading and praying about the Book of Mormon. For more info on this topic, check out the resources in the YouTube description of this video, including a couple of cool little infographics Brian Hales put together on this subject. And please enjoy this short montage of additional quotes about Joseph's education that I didn't have time to get to in this episode.
0: All right, we can look at those another time. But here's the, here's the bottom line. How do, how do you bridge that gap? You bridge that gap with imagination. Especially with the fact that the way that Joseph Smith did and, and pro- produced the Book of Mormon, he didn't need to have an, orgi- an a formal education. He didn't need to have the ability, the literacy to write these things out. Because he didn't, didn't need to. It was all dictated. You know? I I, wanted, I pulled up a list of, of other uh, people who were not well-educated, um, not highly educated. Uh, so, wow, well, what was that? that? Weird, random sound popping up. So, let's look. Here's some uh, John Rockefeller, dropped out of school when he was 16, um, and then made millions uh george glenn uh i mean astronaut didn't finish college education i mean those are a little different than than joseph uh benjamin franklin uh contributing to drafting the declaration of independent independence ben franklin dropped out of school when he was 10. ben franklin did not have a formal education after the age of 10. Do you think that Ben Franklin could have produced the Book of Mormon? Let's see what else we got. Um, Quentin Tarantino. Mark Twain. Mark Twain. Huckleberry Finn. Tom Sawyer. Mark Twain had no formal education either. At the age of 11, he went into an apprenticeship. By the time he was an adult, he had worked as a printer and spent time in public libraries. So, no formal education. I I bet you there were people, his contemporaries, who didn't think he was very smart. One of the most well-known authors of our day. Think Mark Twain could have put together the Book of Mormon? Um, Antoine van Llewellenhoek. Llewellenhoek? Hook. The man who created microbiology, um, again, no formal education on his of of anything to note. He just he made his own microscopes. Um, Blackwell, Frederick Douglass, okay, again, Frederick Douglass was not allowed to learn to read or write. Was not allowed a formal education. Yet he taught himself and then taught hundreds of slaves to read and write. Think Frederick Douglass could have produced the Book of Mormon? Henry Ford never had any formal school education, and he practically invented the assembly line. Sequoia uh, actually literally came up with an entire written language all on his own based on uh, Native American Uh, languages that did not have written language, but he invented it without a formal education. So literally here's a guy with no formal education that literally came up with, it says the only person in history who came up with a new technique of writing all by himself. And so it was because of him, native Americans could read and write because he came up with his own with by himself, a, a a written language. So again, there's there's a lot of of people out there that we can look at who had no formal education, but be um, imagination beyond what we can. Um, what we can imagine that that didn't come out the way I wanted it to, but do you understand joseph didn't have to have a, a formal education did not have to be a genius on paper to come up with what he produced as the book of mormon it's in it's imagination mixed with what little knowledge he had of the bible and so on and the ability to memorize which young young kids can memorize huge amounts of things you know i mean my daughter probably has more bible verses memorized than i do because i'm old and i can't do it and she's young and she can't so so there you go guys i mean just a little bit of an answer to a pushback on the whole idea that joseph could not have possibly done the book of mormon because he wasn't formally educated and wasn't you know this this bastion of intellect joseph smith was a uh, a very, very imaginative young man and young adult and into his adult life. Obviously, based on the things that we've read and heard and, and well, not heard from him, but read and seen that have been written down about him, it's obvious that the imagination was, was, I don't want to say extreme, but it was very well developed uh, imagination. And that's what it took. I mean, take any, any you know prolific writer, J.K. Rowling and so on, ask her if she would attribute the success of, of Harry Potter to her amazing education or her uh, inquisitive imagination. And I, I, I'm banking on the fact that 99% of authors today, of fiction authors, would say that their writings come far more from imagination than they come from education. But as 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 David would say, you decide. I think it's very plausible that Joseph Smith, with his 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 very vivid—that's the word I've been trying to use this entire time his very vivid imagination was the was the producer of the book of mormon and had nothing to do with his lack of education but you be the judge and as always preach the gospel at all times use words they're necessary and until next time soli deo gloria Mm